Okay, mic check, mic check. Mic check, mic check. How many titties? 16. 16 titties, little man. Say a few more words. 420. <laughs> 317. Um, 376. Elden Ring. 316. Elden Austin Ring. 316. Oh, yeah. Austin. Stone cold, motherfucker. <laughs> um, okay, so we're back. Uh, unfortunately, don't have any food in us, but hopefully soon. Soon. And um, yeah, we're going to talk about a couple, some some choice news items here. We'll try to go through it quickly. Respect your time, uh, mostly because we yammered on way too long about Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's inevitable. Though. Anytime we talk it's about Elden Ring, it's gonna, inevitable. It's inevitable. We're going to talk yeah, all kinds. Yeah, of yeah. yeah, but I really do feel like there's a bit of a void. You know, like I was surprised that I wasn't seeing op-eds about like you know what does this mean for the history of the, like the future of the industry. Hmm. Like I, I mean, maybe I missed them. You know, but yeah, I, didn't I didn't feel like I saw a lot of like op-eds. Not that people do, not that publications do editorials that much anymore. They don't. Mm. But you know, Polygon, Kotaku, they love their op-eds, right? Like, yeah, but you'd have thought, you know. But. I believe they were about yeah. how um, you know Elden Ring is failing black players in the customer creation. Yeah, I do remember probably. seeing that article. Yeah, I believe you. Yeah, because <laughs> um, there wasn't enough hair options or something. I, I don't remember. <laughs> That's excellent. It was unbelievable they're, though. They're, they're too busy talking about uh, you know what is it uh, four to four to ninety. And uh, Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King and Fortnite, <laughs> yeah, and stuff like that. They go. just can't. They don't have the time. No, you know? no. Um, but uh, anyways, so moving on to the news. Number one, PlayStation State of Play, June twenty twenty two, happening June second. Uh, I'm reading a synopsis article off IGN. Uh, you can feel free to go watch the stream yourself. It's about, from what I remember, thirty minutes long. I, th- I want to say the State of Play. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, it was like 28 or something. I love how the... I, I still don't get this to this day. To this day. But, you know, on the on the, the Sony official YouTube account, right, where they post it, they stay, every time they have that, like, you know, that, like, 40-minute delay of nothing. Mm. Right? Yeah. Why don't they just cut that out? I don't know. It's really quizzical. It's to make it look a lot longer. <laughs> I get... But is oh, that, it's an hour and 20-minute long video. I'm not going to fucking watch it. The, right? No, it's only actually 25 <laughs> minutes. Um, but it's just... They're so digestible. It's yeah. like... One of the best things about Sony State of Play is... is I feel like they, they kind of respect your time. Well, I still didn't watch it. I watched the four-and-a-half-minute video showing <laughs> everything that they released without any talking whatsoever. And, um, Wise decision. I, I thought that was perfect. Yeah, um, yeah. I agree with you, yeah. So, it's I mean, like, if you want to turn it into a half-an-hour show, fine. I mean, but. I feel like that's such a problem. That's such a, like, a today problem. Is like, can you just give us a sizzle reel of, like, can you just make it 36 seconds? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know you want to do a 28-minute presentation, but, like, really... Well, how much effort goes into it? You need a couple of minutes. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Seven-minute presentation? Seven minutes. But it's just, like, fair. kids today, you know? Yeah, nobody's got that You attention. know what I mean? Like, they don't want to watch a fucking 28-minute video. I barely want to watch 28-minute I certainly didn't. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so, yeah. So, so Sony PlayStation State of Play. Glad that we have something sort of big to talk about. How do you want to tackle this? Do you want to go first? Should I go first? I think you go ahead. Okay. Here, I'll go down the list real quick. Mm-hmm. And then we'll, we'll, we'll yell out anything that seems of note. Sounds good. FF16 uh, officially being released summer 2023. Couldn't care less. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize we were doing the commentary as Do I chime in too or just I don't know I was Maybe just, yeah. just do one per person I just couldn't help I think that your sentiment of couldn't care less Is really good enough for both of us Okay perfect uh, Resident Evil 4 remake officially announced Could be super cool Could be Resident Evil Village is getting the VR treatment Fuck VR Street Fighter 6's first gameplay trailer was shown alongside 2023 release window Fucking Street Fighter still going <laughs> Apparently <laughs> Horizon Call of the Mountain Will let you experience Horizon In a whole new way Get fucked 
<laughs> Dude, we gotta do this more often. No, but that's VR, right? That's Her, VR. That's, that's, that's VR. It's PSVR yeah. too. That's what I mean. Get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> that's the sound of me being paralyzed by laughter. Horizon Forbidden West gets a major update that includes new game plus. Wow. The Callisto Protocol's gameplay trailer confirms tw- December 2022 release date. Now that I'm actually kind of curious about. I kind of dig it. Um, I I'm curious, man. Yeah. I just have like s- Dead Space. So have you seen the gameplay trailer? Mm-hmm. It's um. Yeah. What do you think? Mm, I don't know. Mixed. I'm more just excited for the product, not really what they've released on it. I'm just kind of kind of with you. Like I just am curious. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Um, I. I certainly won't buy it day one, but I'm curious. Um, yeah. And we may as well mention that it's no longer in the PUBG world, right? Yeah, yeah. Which, okay, good, because I didn't see how the fuck that worked anyways. Um, good, but also, I mean, no offense, he sounds like a great guy, but what the fuck was going on with that in the first place? Well, that's what I mean. Like, that's that's what I'm talking about. I didn't understand it, so... It made no sense, and it's like, but... It was so blatantly obvious that it made no sense that I'm I'm really wondering, genuinely speaking, like what the fuck happened? Mm. Like, did, was there a massive falling out? Was there some sort of crazy licensing issue? Like, what the fuck happened? No clue. Because it was bonkers to begin with. That it's like, first of all, does the PUBG even have a universe? Like, I thought it was dudes fighting with guns and that's it. Yeah, I thought it was like a pretty old ass game. Then you jump in and you die, and then yeah, you I do mean, it again. And like, it's not something that was known for its lore, right? And it's like, but on top of that, it's like, yeah, I just, I'm baffled by I never thing, got it. You know? I never understood it at all. And if anything, that Nobody made did. me not like, or it made me less interested in this game. 100% me too. But the stink of that is still on the game because yep. you initially said it. You know what I mean? Yep. Like the stink is not going to go away. No. Do I believe in Glenn Schofield? I'm getting the name right, I think. I do. But at the same time, that's weird. I find that very strange. And it's almost more weird to go back on it. You know what I mean? It really makes me wonder. But who knows? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It it is beyond odd. Yeah. But yeah. I am curious about the game. Well, December second, twenty twenty two release date. I'm certainly curious too. I don't um, think it'll be this year, but you know. I haven't. I think there's actually a chance. I don't. I don't believe it most of the time too. I think there's a chance. It's pretty unlikely, I'd say. But I, I don't see it happening. I feel like there's a chance. I'm willing to put money on it. Yeah, it's, you're probably... I, I think that's the right decision. Yeah. Yeah. If I had to put money on something, I probably would do that too. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I can't remember what the Dead Space Remake's uh, release date is. I feel like... Do we know that? Mm. I should probably just check. I saw some gameplay of that too, actually. Uh, and uh, some people talking over... I guess the developers talking mm-hmm. over it and explaining some stuff. And looks cool. Slated for Jan 2023. Right. Yeah, so they're really neck and neck. I mean, will they both make it? Who knows? But <clears throat> in theory, the two juggernauts could come out at the same time. I say Dead Space is coming out first. Dead Space Remake? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might be right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm going yeah. with that. Yeah. I mean, my hope would be that you're correct, because I'm secretly praying that Glenn Schofield is the insane uh, genius madman that I think he might be, uh, and in, in which case he will take... a absurdly long amount of time to finish the game. There you go. <laughs> Which would be fantastic. Yeah. And I really hope he does that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because like we said earlier, not that many people release finished games. Nope. You know, it would be nice to see one. Because you, you can bet your ass the Dead Space Remake 2023, if it does come out, it's certainly not going to be polished as hell. Like, I don't know. In today's uh, market, I it's don't know. EA, right? I mean, Is it? Mm. Well... Although I guess EA does a pretty good job with the sports games. I don't know. Do they? Yeah. Are they? Are they known for having polished, like fin- more or less finished products? I feel like it. Yeah, they kind of are, right? Eh? I feel like it, yeah, but I don't know. The track record is actually not that bad for that. We'll see, man. Yeah. We'll see. 
But anyways, coming back to the list. Stray gets a release date alongside the announcement it will be free for PlayStation Plus members, extra, and premium members. Okay, yeah, no, it, it seemed like a cool idea of game. It's the kind of thing that I would want my kid to play. Yeah. You know? Um, it looks pretty wholesome. Yeah, it looks very wholesome. Yeah, yeah. just it looks about as wholesome as Noob Dog is. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> there are levels. <laughs> but no, it looks um, not for me at all. Yeah. But again, just a cool idea, something different. Yeah. I'm down with that. I, I'd like to see what what it is. I mean, I, I never will. Uh, like yeah. I'll never play it. Yeah. But um, you, well, you never free, know. You may, you may see someone else. No, play if it's it free, something. then fuck it. I well, probably only will. Plus extra and premium members. So I believe that's probably PlayStation Plus. We're, we're going to be essential tier. Oh, plus Because, you know, they're doing the whole... Yeah, plus extra and premium, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought just... it was plus, comma, extra, and then yeah. premium. I didn't see that. <laughs> that would make sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of with you. You know, J- July 19th, 2022 is the, is the release date that we got from, from this uh, trailer that came out of State of Play, which is cool, and yeah, pretty much feel the exact same way as you. I mean, I think that Stray, I feel like it's... Um, it was a big mistake to do this whole weird robot. I mean, first of all, why is it not humans? Second of all, why is it all robots? Third of all, why can the cat talk to them anyways? Fourth of all, why does the cat have to talk to them? Whoa, like, whoa, whoa, really whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. How do you know cats can't talk to robots? Fair point, Teague. I mean, or spiders. But I'm pretty sure he has a... <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Doesn't uh, he have a translator? In I don't, I, doesn't Charlie, like, Charlie doesn't created like a, a translator to, you know, translate spiders to cats, you know? I don't know if you saw that Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode. I <laughs> did not. <laughs> it was amazing. I believe you. <laughs> but he, Charlie thinks he's smart, and he creates a device that can allow cats to communicate with spiders. <laughs> That's genius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Truly genius. Turns out he's just fucking nuts. But, you know. Stray does look cool. And it is. It does have kind of like a neat cyberpunk world aesthetic to it. Like, like sort of. Um, yeah, it's got. It's sort of got a nice neon looking world that does does actually look pretty good. It looks cool. And the best thing about it to me is the cat physics. Mm-hmm. The cat physics look awesome. I wish they focused more on the cat physics and just chucked all this nonsense. Like, because they're for sure. There's no way uh, a cat talking to robots with like text everywhere isn't going to be annoying as fuck. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. But. But if they'd done just the cat, I would believe that it could be a pretty cool game. Hmm. You know? Anyways, agree with you. It's still really nice that it exists. And, yeah, uh, I just think it's something cool that it's different, you know? It's a niche that is unfilled. Yeah. So that's always good. Uh, moving on. Marvel Spider-Man Remastered and Spider-Man Miles Morales will swing the PC in 2022. Yay! I couldn't wait, man. No Man's Sky will fly its way to PlayStation VR 2. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Season A Letter to the Future will be released autumn 2022. What? What's that? Season A Letter to the Future will be released in autumn 2022. Okay, That's yeah. uh, the... Oh, is that the bike one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> um, it just makes me think of Absolver, pretty much, the animation. It is a... You have a fair point. It, they, but it is... It's reminiscent. Art, like, it is an artsy... Uh, I get it. If you like the art, you like the art. Yeah. Whatever. It could be cool, because it's different. Um, it's not for me, and... Uh, that's all there, That's all I have to say about it. It's not for me either. I was initially more excited about season because the first trailer I saw, I think, had less dialogue. Mm. Uh, I'm trying to remember why, but I'm pretty sure that's the reason. This one has a lot of dialogue, and I gotta be honest, it sounds... it's it, For me, it's veering into uh, annoying artsy territory mm-hmm. uh, and away from interesting artsy territory, which is more like um, Jonathan Blow's uh, Seminole The Witness. Hmm. Um, which is good, good artsy to me. Right. <laughs> but um, I do still think that at least... 
yeah, I, I yeah, I know what you mean about the the resolver take is not hundred percent. That's not wrong. Um, I do think it looks really pretty and like a very very beautiful world to explore. So mm -hmm. that's cool. Yeah. I mean, even if it's not for me, that's still cool. Um, onto the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Chapter Two Retribution announced for PlayStation VR two. Anything Walking Dead can go fuck itself. I'm with you there. Eternites is a dating action game set in the apocalypse. I feel like this is a blatant steal of Montreal companies. Uh, what is that game? Not Hatoful Boyfriend. That's the one about dating pigeons. Uh, Boyfriend Dungeon. Jesus, what? Yeah. <laughs> I thought I would get you with that one. Boyfriend yeah, Dungeon? Boyfriend Dungeon is a Diablo-like game where you date your weapons, which I think is actually a genius concept. Okay. And an extremely interesting thing. It's, it's so random and out there. This and might be a hot take, but that sounds incredibly Japanese to me. <laughs> kind of is. It's made by a Montreal company um, that is known for... No, they're actually, unfortunately, they're not very known, although they definitely got more known with uh, not Hatoful Boyfriend, Boyfriend Dungeon. Uh, but they did... Um, what's that game that I kind of like? Moon Hunters, which hmm. is like a Diablo kind of game. Okay. Like uh, four-player co-op, you know. When I say Japanese, I just mean weird. Oh, it's like extremely just like what? Um, I just really like the idea of like um, a Western indie dev doing it, a weird take on the dating game sim. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's just like dating game sims are just to me like so incredibly I don't know like cringe, boring, like dumb and like You're cringy uh, to me. Yeah, silly, cringe, dumb, boring. Like I just I don't get it. No. <laughs> but this uh, Montreal company doing their take of that with action hack and slash at the same time, I just it's think it's kind is, of neat. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, you know? it's and weird. I do think they and they they to me they 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 touch on interesting themes of like like um, one of the characters ha like you have to deal with a stalker kind of. So it like it like touches on some interesting themes of like what like online dating is like hmm. within the game without being like uh, overly like uh, you know. I mean, at least I haven't actually. Unfortunately, I haven't played it, um, but without being overly like um, you know. I'm fisted. Yeah, thank you. Uh, anyways, so this sounds like a lame, like a cash spin, like spin off of that to me. Uh, futuristic skater shooter Roller Drome skates to PS4 and PS5 this fall from Ali Ali World's Roll 7. That looks super weird. Could be hella fun. I'm kind of with you. I'm just not into it, personally. To me, the art style is genius. Yeah. I just find, I loved everything about the way it looked. And I was like, if I, yeah, if I was a fan of this kind of game, I'd be so fucking into this. Well, I mean, again, it's just, I, I haven't seen really anything like it um, before. Maybe it's just because I haven't been looking, but it just seems kind of no, it's fresh hungry. and original to me. It's totally, it's, it's fresh. Yeah. You're right. Last but not least, Tunic jumps to PlayStation this September. Tunic. I can handle this one. Uh, Tunic uh, is was previously exclusive to Xbox and PC, uh, and it is a Zelda-like game that you will have. Uh, I mean, I don't mean a to... blast with. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's one of those like you won't you won't look at it twice kind of games. Fair enough. I actually don't think it looks very good, but I have heard critics that I respect uh, talk about it in a really interesting fashion, and it's and they what the stuff they say about it is the kind of things that. It just it plays with exploration in a way that actually sounds pretty interesting. Okay. I still don't think the game looks that great, but it's certainly been a critical hit, um, and it's coming to PlayStation, which is cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's pretty much all I have to say about uh, the state of play. Me too. Pretty I, much. I mean, uh, yeah. Some of the shit talking about VR and stuff. Uh, I, I actually feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Like, I kind of do too. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I would say overall pretty good state of play. Yeah, like, no, no. Uh, I enjoyed it. Four minutes, it yeah. was worth watching. <laughs> that 36-second uh, <laughs> super, super clip I saw was excellent. <laughs> Moving on to number two. 
Raven Software QA workers officially vote to unionize. This uh, news was reported by many, many sites. Um, I got this off IGN myself, May 23rd. Uh, I also took a little, I'm going to take a couple clips from a gamesindustry.biz article. Also May 23rd, Raven Software QA Group becomes first US major video game union. Um, and I basically just, I, I threw in this gamesindustry.biz article mostly just because I was trying to find the quote of, here's Bloomberg reporter Jason Schreier saying in a social media post, it's now official, testers at Activision-owned Raven Software have voted to form the US video game industry's first major union. I just wanted the uh, to make sure that I was getting the fact that it was actually the first major union right. uh, for video game developers at li- on like the AAA level. Right. Um, I believe there was an indie company that actually quite recently also yeah. unionized. Yeah. And they were, I th- if I'm not mistaken, I believe they were the first indie um, company to do that. Right. My perspective here is just I am fascinated by this because it is the first one. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big union guy, but mm. um, we've talked about this before, right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. And uh, but I'm way more on board with it in small companies than I am in terms of massive unions. Mm. Um, but hey, we'll see if they voted for it. Good. I mean, we'll see. Uh, maybe you can help me with this. I don't. I don't know too much about the actual way that unions really work in real life because they only have, I think, it's 28 workers, right? And like something like, and they won with like because it's just the, it's just the QA department of Raven. Which is oh. not that big, right? Oh, yeah. The rest of the company is not. It's just the QA department of Raven that unionized. It is interesting. That's yeah. different. Yeah, and yeah. it's. I think I believe it's twenty-eight workers, and I think they had twenty-three of the votes successful, right? So it passed. Um, a couple, a few of the votes were, I guess, contested and then thrown out, um, but it passed like twenty-three to three or something. Okay. And in my head, I was immediately just like, can't they just fire the entire QA department? Is there anything stopping them from... I mean, they pretty, the Activision Blizzard seems pretty clearly very anti-union. Yeah. <laughs> Unsurprisingly. It just strikes me as weird to unionize one department. Yeah. No, it is. I mean, and actually Activision Blizzard uh, tried to um, throw out the union uh, based on the, I believe, uh, the legal fact that um, it's too small a portion of the company to unionize. Hmm. And uh, they, they rejected the... They, they, they're going to... I'm not sure who the governing body is in this case, but they're going to recognize the union. Um, despite the fact that it's uh, a small fraction, well, because it's uh, it's the entirety of the Raven QA division, I believe. Okay, so it's like a company in a company, kind of. Hmm. Either way, they said there was enough of them uh, that they can have a negotiating body. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I can't, but can't they just fire all of them? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't understand this stuff, but I don't either. Honestly, I mean, I pretty mind-boggling to me. I. I really get it. Yeah, I immediately went to if I was ABK, I would just fire all twenty-eight of those people and immediately hire a new QA department. And who cares? Mm. Because I'm a you know cold, soulless husk of an entity. You know, I'm I'm just a board of directors. Like, what do I give a shit about? You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, whatever. I mean, it's happened. Um, it seems to be. I mean, it's meaningful nonetheless because it's the first. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. I have a feeling Activision will be outsourcing that department. I would not be surprised. <laughs> That's generally what happens with big unions. That's usually what happens, and we'll see if that gets reported. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope they don't, but I would be scared if I was a Raven QA employee. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I like Raven. I, I hope I hope that it works well for them. Uh, they're a good company. I've been playing Raven games ever since like Hexen in like the nineties. Hexen. But, uh, yeah. Dude, that rings a bell. Yeah, Raven was like a... They're the shit. Uh, they worked alongside uh, id Software in a lot of... Um, because, like, Hexen is just a, a fantasy version of Doom, right? Mm. And Raven... they sort they, I don't know exactly what the agreement was, but it's not like... I don't think they licensed it, but they sort of, like, they made an agreement with, uh, with id Software to develop their 
you know, their fantasy doom for them kind of thing. Okay. And I feel like, I think they have just a good working relationship, but I don't know exactly how that... Uh, okay. But they worked on a lot of, like, they did a lot of id software sort of spin-off shit. Okay. You know? Like, because they did the later Hexen also, which was, like, all fancy 3D and stuff. Hmm. You know? Quake, Quake 3 tournament okay. around yeah. that time. Yeah, yeah. You know? But um, it's just significant because it's the first. Yep. That's fascinating. Funny that it's the first big company, but it's not really the company. Yeah, but it's it, but it's I mean like a company in a company. Totally, but totally. But that's never even even that's never happened. Right? Yeah. So it's like the idea is you know this may lead to other stuff. Right. Right. I'd imagine I mean, it would. I guess you know. Yeah. Um, moving on to number three, Eve Online tactical shooter is in development at CCP London. I was very happy to announce this one, and I'm getting this off our newfound friend PC Games and website. Eve Online developer CCP Games is working on another FPS game set in the sci-fi world of New Eden. The company revealed during this year's FanFest in Reykjavik. CCP says the game, I, in case anybody doesn't know, CCP is a Reykjavik-based company. Oh, I um, thought it was the Communist Party of China. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, unfortunately, no, but I'm not sure which of, the, which of the two sides of that to be on. CCP says the game is currently in pre-production and that it's an online tactical shooter with atmospheric visuals, quote-unquote, that's being developed at the company's London studio. CCP has been keen to create an EVE-adjacent FPS for years now. Its first attempt, Dust 514 for the PlayStation 3, closed down in 2016 due to low player counts. Its second, uh, Dust 514, which is a game I absolutely adore talking about, is pretty much a, was like, it was like a critical mess. Hmm. Like, the game was, I, I think, a kind of a piece of shit. Okay. A brilliant, you know, revolutionary concept. You know, merging tactical FPS3 shooter with online PC game hmm. and they both are in the same world and you play out the battles yeah, I know, of that's, what people command you to do in the that's stupid cool completely insane but by all accounts not a very good game uh, due to low player counts it's second another tactical shooter codenamed Project Nova was shuttered after community feedback and playtesting prompted CCP to quote unquote go back to the drawing board in 2018 I find it fascinating that they seem to be listening to fans that much that's really interesting not usually a good thing to me community feedback and playtesting okay playtesting yeah 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 right if it was just community feedback I'd say that's a terrible idea Um, the way I'm reading this is it's kind of like they were like oh no it's another piece of shit okay yeah yeah we'll keep working on something else you know what I mean I just think listening to the fans like 100% is not good I completely agree with you. But you got to bear in mind, too, it's after the failure of Dust 514 also. Right. Right. So, so they were, they were listening like on... to the fans as to why the other one failed, and, yeah, no, it makes sense. You know what it I makes mean? makes sense. I'm reading into it, but... We recognize that a hard sci-fi FPS game set in the... What? We recognize that a hard sci-fi... Hard in the sense of difficult? We recognize that a hard... Like boner. <laughs> <laughs> we recognize that a hard sci-fi FPS game set in the EVE universe is a very popular concept, and CCP is committed to offering an innovative multiplayer shooter with atmospheric visuals. The company said in a statement released during FanFest, we want to show you rather than tell you how we, how we have evolved the concept and we're looking forward to doing so when the time comes to reveal the game. In the piece of concept art shown above, three soldiers armed with battle rifles advance through waist-deep water amid the smoldering wreckage of starships as another vessel fires its retro rockets ahead of them, either landing or taking off in the fog and smoke. It'll likely be a while before we see anything concrete from the new EVE shooter. CCP says its London community lead was on-site at FanFest talking with fans about what other games they played and what they'd like to see out of an FPS set in the EVE universe. What do you think? I think it's cool. I think it's extremely cool. Uh, There's not much to say here. I mostly just think that, fuck yes, someone should absolutely try to make Dust 514 again. Because that game was insane. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, and just to clarify again, for anyone who doesn't know, I mean, EVE is so complex that it has actual economists working on its in-game economy. Mm. And 
in the Eve Online game, which seems like a complete, like, alienating clusterfuck of a production that I don't want to play, um, but is still extremely cool, and that we've talked about before, and is super fun to discuss, that, like, has its own, like, almost has literal news channels dedicated to, like, po political propaganda, <laughs> trying to pit one Eve Online faction versus another. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the level of cool we're talking about here. Like, people, like, full, like, full-on LARPing, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Uh, amazing. And then, yeah, Dust514 was a tactical-based shooter where you would you'd purchase missions to be conducted in EVE Online, and then they would be conducted in the game, and then the results of which faction won would be sent back up to EVE Online and would influence what happens in the EVE Online world. Crazy. Completely insane. Uh, so Super cool. Mm -hmm. I don't care how shit it is. It's like it's got to be interesting. You yeah. know what I mean? And Eve Online to me is like one of the most interesting MMOs today. I wish I played it. So all that to say, looking forward to seeing what whatever comes out of them. Absolutely. Number four. This is my personal favorite for this week. Showa American Story is a wild and sexy Chinese depiction of America as set in Showa sixty six. Subheading, a game about America as an unofficial colony of Japan, as depicted by a Chinese studio. So this is by IGN Japan. Uh, this is a while ago now. This is 29th April. I felt like this was a particularly interesting story, and I did not feel like it got that big of a sort of piece of the limelight when it came out. Hmm. Um, and I re really would like to... I just think it's deeply fascinating, so... Wanted to bring it up, even though it's quite after the fact. Um, also, as far as I can tell, uh, it doesn't explicitly state in the article, but I believe this is a IGN Japan exclusive interview. Okay. So from the words of the developer, describing his Showa American story. Actually, we didn't really do any research in particular. I just wanted to depict what I imagined America would look like if it had been invaded by Japanese culture in the early 90s, says XY Luo, creative director of Showa American Story. His words will surely come as a surprise to anyone who's seen the trailer released this January. Definitely, please go watch the trailer. Uh, it was amazing. This game developed by Chinese studio Neckcom uh, Games is set in a fictional America decorated with carp streamers and Jizo statues having become, full, having become culturally colonized by Japan in the year Showa 66, a parallel 1991 where Japan's Showa era didn't end in 1989. The Statue of Liberty is wearing a kimono, while a massive paper lantern with a Japanese character for gold written on it hangs from the Golden Gate Bridge. I doubt I was the only one who saw the game's billboards. This is back to the IGN, back to IGN Japan's perspective. I doubt I was the only one who saw the game's billboards and flyers oozing with Showa aesthetics and assumed it was made by creators well-versed in Japanese and Showa culture. I've lived in Japan for over 18 years myself, and I was completely fooled. According to Luo, though, there are, not only are there no Japanese people on the development team, they aren't even trying to create a faithful Showa feel to begin with. So this is an, a big, long interview about this game. Show American story. I would strongly counsel anyone to go and check out the interview. It's I found it very fascinating, um, and the the big draw for me was I thought this 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 story was just like I wrote it off as utter garbage until I saw this trailer, and then I became deeply interested in what was going on. Fair enough. Mostly because I read it as just like another weird Japanese Chinese Asian market game that is maybe a little bit too strange for me. Hmm. Like I've seen other games before. Um, and also it looked a little, maybe, I don't know, Devil May Cry. And I'm just not that into those games, you know? Fair enough. So I watched the Showa American Story exclusive reveal trailer off IGN Japan. And this blew my mind. Uh, this is a three-minute trailer. It's one of the best. It's the best video game trailer I can remember seeing since, I want to say, maybe, what's that? Not Dead, Dead, Dead Rising, but um, Dead Island? Yeah, the Dead Island cinematic trailer. Mm. Um, I mean, this is not the same kind of trailer, but it's it is a really really good, well made trailer. It just has, I mean, the music direction is perfect. 
it's got all these crazy shots of I, I believe that this the way that they depict this Showa America artistically is just extremely captivating and like really really different and weird and out there and to me the game looks like I mean you can read the interview for all the details but to me the game looks like some sort of weird combination of like I don't know Days Gone with like Fallout 3 in terms of like Fallout 3 in this sort of the juxtaposition culture mm -hmm. you know how they have all that like it's like modern technology but with like really old yeah, robots and totally. like music. 50s everything ended in the 50s right yeah it's got a same feel to that in the sense of it's a specific slice of like in time 90s where, yeah. yeah where things went completely different and get influenced by a foreign culture it's really weird and I don't know I mean I just I kind of don't have words to explain how but this trailer just really um, I was immediately interested and just like I have to see more of this game I don't know what do you think <laughs> Personally, I'm not interested in it at all. Um, I think the trailer was uh, entertaining, and uh, the music is catchy as hell. But overall, I have less than no interest in it. In terms of most impressive trailers seen in a while, I would say the live-action Sifu. Oh, yeah. Okay, that was incredible. Right? But I, I, that's almost like a short film, though. Dude, know I mean? that was on another level. Right? I, mean, I didn't know they made trailers yeah. like that. And that so yeah. I'm just saying most impressive Did trailers. Did you talk about the live-action Sifu trailer? Yeah. Dude, I'm yeah, pretty I, sure I hope people did. see that. Yeah, that was phenomenal. But then they did the live action one for another game, and it just looked <sighs> fucking. Elden Ring. Was it Elden Ring? Wasn't it? Oh I'm pretty God. sure it was. Was it the Asian the... lady? Yo, was that Elden Ring? I'm pretty sure it was, man. It was rough. Oh, it was fucking rough, dude. If that was Elden Ring, I gotta stop playing. <laughs> you might have to. Yeah, that <laughs> dude, was rough, man. Delete my characters and everything. Oh, it was. Yeah, that was, that was nasty. bad. That was, that was bad. nasty business. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, this is an entertaining trailer. It looks weird and. uh if it's you're up for weird. some weird shit, by all means, just not for me. It's just so different. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so different, and it's very AAA, and I think I'm a little bit, I'm just a little bit bummed by how samey the AAA shit is these days. Is it AAA? You know? To it, me, it looks like it is. It didn't strike yeah. me as AAA. To me, it, it looks like a little low budget, but it's still low, I mean, I would say low budget AAA. Okay. You know? Okay. Because um, AAA has low budget too sometimes, for right? Sure. But for sure. It's definitely not, like, it's not an indie game. No. You know, it's not even a mid-budget title to me, clearly. Um, to me, it, it looks sort of mid. Maybe. But that's, to me, like, again, the trailer is cool, whatever, but seeing the actual gameplay and stuff, yeah. it hits me as, as mid-tier. I hear you there, but at the same time, if you if you kind of go through the the interview, he oh, does. I'm just going about the trailer. Not no, yeah. for sure, for sure. I'm just saying that like he's he does say it's pretty. I mean, first of all, he states quite clearly that he's not focusing on combat. Okay, like that the gameplay is a. It's just supposed to be fun and frenetic, and it's not supposed to be difficult. Hmm. So it's like that's just not part of what he's trying to do. Right. Um. So I feel like it kind of makes sense in that context, and. I also feel, I mean, I think it's very early, this, this trailer, right? Mm -hmm. um, like, there's a lot of questionable stuff, like uh, her boob and butt physics are a little bit out of this world. They don't move enough. <laughs> <laughs> they are disturbingly large. Do you remember, was it Dead or Alive, I think? The beach volleyball uh, chicks? The, the fighting game. And it could be. Yeah, there was a fighting game, and you could actually turn on breast bouncing. <laughs> it was an that's, actual uh, option that's something. <laughs> to turn breast bouncing on. I won't say what that is, but it's definitely something. I'm pretty sure it was dead or alive. <laughs> it probably was, because that mean, game was... Uh, ridiculous. Pretty intense, yeah. Like, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Dragon's Crown is a game that I wish had an option to turn off the boom bouncing. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, they did not think to include that. Well, that game was unreal. Do you remember that? No. It was just... I mean, I'm, I'm like, don't mind Wait, sexual which game? stuff. And I found it completely... What was it repellent. called? I'm going to uh, check this Drag out. I love the game, dude. Dragon's Crown? Dragon's Crown. Yeah, okay. You're seeing what I mean now? <laughs> I do. 
Yeah. Look at them. That resolution is terrible. Can we get a better one? I, I got the picture, though. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty something else. Okay. I mean, it's like, I don't mind anime, but, like, and I'm okay with, like, you know, having boobs and stuff, but, like, it was, like, uncomfortable. Mm. Like, it's just, like, disgusting. Like, Well, I mean, not here, but in uh, for <laughs> Europeans, in Europe and whatnot, for Conan, you could actually choose your cock size. Couldn't you do that in Cyberpunk, too? I don't know. I, 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 you could you could have genitalia. Yeah, could yeah. Could you customize the size of your genitalia? That I'm not sure about. I'm not sure. But this was not an option here. <laughs> the only option here was to adjust breast size. You couldn't choose your dick size. Um, so I <laughs> that's, remember... That's unfair. I remember playing with, some, playing with some buddies in the uh, UK. And um, I was playing with some other buddies in the States. And we were all there. And we were, you know... I don't know what the fuck we were getting ready for a raid or something so we're changing out of our shit and then buddy took a picture of us naked <laughs> and he's like oh we are in the snow but I mean come on guys and then he sends a picture of his cock and he's got this horse cock and we're just like what the <laughs> oh, fuck Jesus. like that's it's amazing. all censored for North America that's like that's amazing. not an option here you know but it, I was just like why is this part of the game <laughs> like Honestly, like, you just asked the most reasonable question of any person that any person could ever ask. Why? Like, <laughs> the only question that really makes sense. Like, why is yeah. this in the game? Same with Cyberpunk, man. It's just like, who cares? Like, why is it important? Like, yeah. who cares? Well, maybe you need that big dick energy. I guess you need the big dick energy. <sighs> yeah, I certainly felt that way about the cyclists on the path today. Let me there you me. go. <laughs> <clears throat> We've come full circle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we're back. And, um, no, wait, we were already back. Why am I saying that? That's all I got to say about Cho 66. Yeah, no, it looks um, interesting. It, it looks weird. That's, it's different. Yeah. It's different and freaking weird. And yeah. it's from a Chinese developer imagining Japanese influence on American culture, which I just think is really fascinating. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting perspective that I would absolutely like to see. And that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why not? Um, it looks. I mean, I don't know. I st I still I still stand by the fact that that trailer blew my mind. It looks incredible. Like it's and it totally looks like the kind of game that I would not love, mm -hmm. but I would just play because I just need to see the crazy art design and right, right, the crazy world design of Gotta like this. see them bouncing titties. <laughs> it's not Dragon's Crown. <laughs> they don't bounce. They're just really massive, too pointy. Are they? Oh my gosh, they're like triangles. I didn't even notice. Oh, they're like. It's weird, man. The whole thing is just weird, you know? Yeah. Like, wow. But maybe that's, uh, you know... Uh, maybe that's what Chinese people think of Japanese-American tits. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> he actually is on record in the, in the interview saying that um, Japanese pornography is an influence for this uh, video game, which hmm. is hilarious. So clearly, you know, there's some sexual stuff in this, for sure. Okay. Uh, so just, you know, be, be warned. Be warned, but, yeah. Um, Don't play it if you're not a perv. <laughs> Maybe don't play it if you're not a perv. <laughs> or do play it and become a perv. I guess. So moving on to the rapid fire. This is, again, our effort to get this podcast back on rails in some way, shape, or form. And we're wondering if maybe this is the way to go forward. So we'll just we'll just try it and we'll see what happens. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, this is, I think, only our second uh, quick mention rapid fire. Got to so. get some gun sounds. <laughs> you, you seriously, you, you, need to, you need to get some, like, the cocking, awesome. you know. Putting a magazine in the a click, gun. Click, click, click. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I actually might. I'm very tempted to put that in. You should. But would it be the? Do we need some like some like machine gun rapid fire, or do we need just the gun cocking? Just slash the, the ammo going in the and ammo the, going in. the cocking. Mm, that could be nice. And then rapid fire, and then we have to speak fast too. That does sound spicy. Hey. 
Number one, Star Wars Jedi Survivor announced. First trailer in 2023 release date revealed. May 27th, I'm getting this off IGN. The first trailer for Star Wars Jedi Survivor premiered as part of Star Wars Celebration. The sequel to Respawn's critically acclaimed Star Wars game is set to be released in 2023. That's about all I got on this. Not much is known. Think what do you think? Yeah, I don't know anything about it at all. Mm. And I, I really am not a... I'm not too excited about Star Wars stuff. I, I just don't care. That's totally fair. I mean, I like the idea of a Star Wars Survivor game, but oh well, this is uh, this is Fallen Order sequel. Yeah, right. right no, no, yeah. no. But I'm just saying, like, I if if we were talking like Conan but Star Wars, I'd be like, You're right, fucking right. Um, <laughs> that actually does sound pretty awesome. Right? Oh man, a Star Wars MMO role playing game where you can do any of the classes. And I mean, there is a Star Wars MMO. I don't, but it's not a survival game. I don't mm. think it's not like fun like that. It's just like a regular MMO. Mm. You know what I mean? I think that'd be really cool. But anyway, the, the title of the segment should be "Why aren't more games like Conan Exiles?" I think, <laughs> Basically. pretty much. Well, no, because then that would just mean like, why aren't all games shit? Um, like, I love Conan, but That's it's a fucking broken it. ass game, mm. and it always. I'm has not saying been. it isn't. It always has. Been, so, <laughs> anyways, um, I, I I'm interested in this because uh, the only thing I've got to say about it is Fallen Order was one of the most competent Star Wars games I've ever played. Mm. But you know, the bar is pretty low. <laughs> Star Wars games bar is very low. Um, there's been a few outstanding ones like Knights of the Old Republic right. of which the remake I'm extremely excited about I hope it comes out soon I really want to play it mm-hmm. PS5 exclusive apparently um, so yeah I mean Fallen Order was really competent it wasn't a masterpiece but it was a fairly competent Souls-like with like just like Dark Souls with pretty fun exploration where you go to different planets and like you just explore shit. It's it's really cool, mm-hmm. and you like fight with lightsabers and it totally works. But like in a Dark Souls mechanic system, it's not as good as Dark Souls, but it's close, you mm. know. And it's just really, really surprisingly competent. Mm. So that's my interest. Is this second one gonna have the same main character? Oh, you betcha. Oh yeah. So fuck that. <laughs> um, yeah, that fucking next. guy is still in it, <laughs> dude. <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck? Yo, it's Keeps somebody's kid. There. It's somebody's kid. It's for sure, nephew, somebody's kid. Whatever. You know, that's actually the, that's the only thing that anyone has ever said to me that makes sense about Calcastus. Nepotism. You, it has to be. Mm-hmm. It fucking has to be. Because mm-hmm. there's no way anyone else could look at that and be like, oh, we should definitely not only have more dialogue with him, but do an entirely another game. Yeah. Like I don't know. I, it's the only thing that makes sense to me. The rest of the actors are really good. Mm-hmm. That's the sad thing is like all the other actors were pretty awesome. So it's got to be. Know? Anyways, um, <laughs> so yeah, sorry to shit on it, but Fallen Order was really good, and Jedi Survivor will probably be also really good. I mean, it's Respawn again, and if anything, I feel like they're probably gonna, just going to learn from the experience in Fallen Order and make something even better, if anything. Okay. Because you know? they should probably have more resources and more time with this one, let's hope. Right, right. You know? yeah. uh, moving on to number two. Dialogue from Cyberpunk's first expansion appears to have leaked, outlining the main quest. I got this off Video Games Chronicle, May 26th. And uh, there's not much to say here. Uh, basically, this is confirmation that, that the DLC is actually being worked on and exists. Hmm. Some stuff has surfaced uh, showing that previously locked parts of the maps ha- are Hopeful. yeah are going to be unlocked by this new DLC. I believe the leak includes the fact that there's going to be uh, a long series of, ma- of main quests. There's going to be like s- around seven main quests and lots of side quests. Uh, for people who don't know, that's actually pretty big. Hmm. Um, because seven quests in Cyberpunk, that's pretty long. Um, but um, that's it. I mean, it's DLC. Yeah, it's well, DLC and it's coming. The only thing I care about is co-op in Cyberpunk. So until that is announced, <sighs> yeah, I could care less. Yeah, don't get me started. Personally. It's going to be a rant. Yeah. Uh, moving on to number three, 
the Quarry Online Multiplayer Mode Delayed. So I wanted to talk about this because the Quarry is by Supermassive, which is the guys who did Until Dawn. Hmm. Which you know, you're familiar with, right? Vaguely. It's that, like, uh, what do you call it, adventure game, but it's like an 80s horror movie mm. where yeah. you actually play with people, I think. Or, no, it's, is it not? I can't remember if you can actually play, if the Until Dawn has multiplayer. I think it's just, it really works well as a couch game because you can pass the controller around. And, like, okay. It's kind of like everyone talks about like what to do kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It makes a really good couch game, but it doesn't actually have co-op. But so The Quarry, which is their next game, uh, actually is going to have couch co-op. The game's going to launch with couch co-op. It also got, unfortunately, delayed until July 8th, but that's now pretty soon. Um, and it'll have couch co-op at launch, and they just delayed the online multiplayer to after. Okay. They're, they're releasing it. They're just going to patch it in after the fact because they're, they're not quite finished yet. Okay. And the only reason why I want to talk about it is because I think Supermassive is actually a really interesting company. Um, and these adventure games are not for me, but Until Dawn was enough my, 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 get my jam that I bought it just to try it. And it was interesting. Like, I don't like adventure games, but it was like, it's like playing an 80s slasher movie. Ugh. And you make decisions and stuff. No, but Ugh. like a good one? <laughs> wait, Not... wait, a good one. Yeah, Give me an like, example like a... of a good 80s slasher film. I guess I, I think more like John Carpenter stuff. Although this was not as out there as that. It's more like... But it just it had a good feel to it. I don't know. Okay. It's like cheesy 80s uh, horror movies. So, Friday 13th. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, I think it's interesting. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Number four. Seth Green can no longer make his NFT show. Loses rights after NFT gets stolen by phishing scam. We got this off Young A's channel. Uh, and you can find it reported by several news outlets. Yeah, that's fucking phenomenal. I think it's hilarious. Uh, I wish they got more. Um, You're going to have to explain to me the story because I actually don't know for this one. Oh, I don't really know much either. I just know that he got <laughs> scammed out of... Um, Four NFTs, I believe, and then one of them, at least one of them, got resold to someone, and he was planning on doing a show uh, using this NFT. Okay. That got stolen, <laughs> and then sold, and there was some shit about him losing the rights to it uh, because he doesn't actually own it anymore, and it kind of puts his show on hold or or just stops it altogether. Right. All in all, fucking good. Like, How does one even steal an NFT? A phishing scam, which oh, I don't even know right. what that is. <laughs> Click on this link, maybe? Yeah, mm. yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I so, mean, I just lumped them all into the category of like email scams, mm -hmm. but I think it's maybe that one. Yeah. Either way, I mean, I'm not too confident on this stuff. I just think it's fucking hilarious. It is and, hilarious. Uh, yeah, all I can say is good, and I hope more people with NFTs get ripped off. And um, and I think more rich people should buy NFTs. I think they should invest all of their money into NFTs. And then I think it'll be wonderful when they all get stolen and they all cry. I'm with you there. Like, fuck you, Seth. <laughs> Honestly, uh, still making robot chicken? Like, get the fuck out of here. It makes me think of the Dune guys who bought the NFT book of Dune. Right. And thought that they that, that conferred to them the rights to use the book in, like, uh, films and, like, TV shows. When all they're actually buying is the digital book itself. Mm -hmm. it, it does not come with any rights or privileges whatsoever. Which, it just, and like... And didn't, didn't they buy it for, like, millions, I think? Like, it was, like, a lot of money, I think. Yeah, I think it was really... I yeah. vaguely recall the article. I don't really know too much about it, but I do remember something along those lines. And also thinking, good. Like, go fuck yourself. You got hundreds of thousands of dollars to spend on this shit. Like, I really don't feel... <laughs> it really makes me think of the fire 
music festival. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, That's if you've got fifteen k to spend on something that you know you really like, you don't even know what the fuck it is, mm-hmm. and you're gonna like, if you have that amount of money to waste, then I really don't mind you getting ripped off. <laughs> if you're not careful with your money, you know. I completely like, hear you. It's 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 on you, and uh, kudos to whoever robbed him. <laughs> well, it's not robbery. I mean, it, they stole it. Yeah, it's not robbery. Yeah. Scammed him, I guess. They scammed him. More than yeah. more than word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Pickpocketed. Uh, <laughs> pickpocketed. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, agreed. Amazing. Hilarious indeed. Yeah. Sorry, Seth Green. Uh, moving on to number five, stylish cyberpunk thriller replaced, delayed until 2023. This is May 25th. I got this off IGN. Yeah, they just got that from a t- from a tweet by Sadcat Studios, maker of Replaced. I think they're you. Are they Ukrainian? Yeah, they're reciting delays. I believe um, based on the war. Yeah, Sadcat Studios, the team of developers from Belarus and Ukraine. It's like pixel art, mm-hmm. but it's like a cool looking pixel art. Yeah. No, I remember. And it's, it's like, like a weird cyberpunk game, kind of. Yeah. This was. Uh, I do yeah. remember being like, okay, as far as pixel art goes, like this is probably the best I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. The like coolest. It's, uh, or yeah. I mean this, uh, yeah. fucking this. No, it's right? by far the coolest that I've seen. Yeah, it looks amazing, man. I just can't fucking wait. It I does mean, look very weird, very different. Again, I hate yeah. pixel art, but this, I don't know. Is this? Is it really pixel art? I think technically it is. Yeah. The characters, but is the background too? I don't know, man. And like actual combat? Like what the fuck? Nah, that that looks very dope. No, it's I mean, it's really impressive looking. I don't believe this game can come out and not suck. But if it does, I'll lose my shit. Hmm. You know what I mean? Anyways, uh, so back to the news. It's been delayed until 2023. No specific uh, window. Fair enough. Um, and, uh, I mean, I don't know. Do you want to go first? I've got we- nothing to say other than it looks good. And it looks it's good. fair that it's delayed. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, the only reason why, uh, to me, this is newsworthy is because Replaced is such a fascinating title. Hmm. You know, it really looks insane. I mean, you were kind of blown away by this. I'm kind of surprised, i got to say. I've never been so impressed by pixel art yeah you should risk i mean anybody interested should go look up the trailer the replaced announced trailer uh, i'm getting this from it was june 13th 2021 uh it was from some i want to say gamescom or something I, I can't remember which but it was from a from something an event yeah it was from an event when it got uh, previewed and it looks completely insane it has some of the most beautiful art i've ever seen uh, it's got a phenomenal cyberpunk aesthetic it looks, I mean, it looks like it has uh, actual fighting in the trailer. This, to me, looks like, if anybody out there remembers, I know some people will, remembers Flashback, the PC game slash SNES game. Flashback was like a um, mid-90s, like, side-scrolling action game. Okay. Where the character had fine, it was like, it was a sci-fi. And it was kind of like an adventure game, where you have to figure out where the key is to get to open the thing, blah, blah, blah. But you also got a gun, and there was enemies, hmm. and you could fight the enemies. You need to see it to understand the connection. It's one of these kind of games, like Prince of Persia, but sci-fi. Like sci-fi. Oh, I do remember this, dude? Oh yeah, yeah. Everyone, totally remember everybody this. played this game. Anyways, I mean, replaced is totally like way a, beyond that. But it's a spiritual successor, right? I, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Clearly, he must have been inspired by this, you know? I would think, yeah. Or this type of game, uh, and yeah, replaced looks completely insane. It's some of the most gorgeous artwork I've ever seen. I kind of don't believe it's real. It is pretty. Why I liked this uh, little news article was just to see because there has been literally nothing, nothing about it from them since it, yeah since first announced. Mm. So just seeing something like this, I'm like, okay, they're still working on it. That's a pretty impressive because we're like what six months beyond the fact kind of thing now, or no, a year. We're like exactly a year 
Yeah, June. I think it was June sixth that was announced, twenty twenty one. I can't remember, but um, we're, matter, yeah. we're about a year past the fact. They're working on it. I mean, they've been working on it for a year. That's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of like the, the trailer from Replaced was so good that I found it way too good to believe, like too good to be true. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of difficulty believing they can they can create something like that and make it work. Yeah. But I'm curious to see. Yeah. Um, and I mean, if they can do it, well. I'll be happy to play that game. I'm sure you will. <laughs> I uh, still won't, but it looks good. No, fair enough. Fair enough. But I mean, maybe you'd like to watch it for a bit. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Because it's real pretty. It is. Know? It is. Um, anyways, moving on to number six, Simon the Sorcerer Origins announced. Not much to say here, but Simon the Sorcerer Origins is going to be, is a sequel to 1990s point-and-click adventure classic series Simon the Sorcerer that some people will remember. Um, sequel to the 1993 original. And this is announced for PC and consoles early 2023. I don't have much to say about this. I just actually played Simon the Sorcerer. This looks like garbage to me, by the way. But mm. Simon the Sorcerer original, to me, looks pretty good. Hmm. Uh, I played Simon the Sorcerer when I was a kid. I remember it fondly, and I just think it's interesting that someone is trying to revive the series. Well, hey, 30 I, years later. I think it is a questionable, yet commendable decision. <laughs> okay. Because I don't believe Simon the Sorcerer has any cachet with anyone. Like, I'm definitely the exception, not the rule. Yeah, right. And I don't get it at all, but I'm happy to see someone doing some weird shit like this. Maybe it's the guy's kids or something? I was mind blown by the fact that someone thinks this is a good idea. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Like, I mean, I thought the original game was cute, but I can't believe it's been so long. Mm. Like, why this game? Yeah, I I don't get it. I really don't. Baffling. Yeah, that's my fuck. <laughs> that's all I have to say about it. Uh, moving on to number seven, Marvel's Midnight Suns has been raided in South Korea, suggesting it may release soon. This I got off Video Games Chronicle, May 15th. <clears throat> the news is pretty much as it says. Marvel's Midnight Suns raided in Korea. That means that it will probably release soon in North America. Right. That's pretty much it. We haven't had any confirmation of release uh, release window for this game yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Marvel's Midnight Suns looks interesting. It's a tactical Marvel game, which is fucking weird. With like some also some stuff thrown in of like, it's not just like XCOM. There's like weird like finishing moves they have and stuff too. Hmm. I don't know, but it's very strange and it's a really weird use of the Marvel's license. And I kind of dig it. Why not? Moving on to number eight. <laughs> One Japanese developer's hamster games have sold so well they established a hamster department. Uh, now I got this off completely unknown to me website automatonmedia.com. Uh, this is May thirteenth. And basically, I just wanted to read it because I thought the title, the headline was something that I will probably not get to read again. Completely baffles me. I have no idea. A very long time. They really do have hamster games, Steve. What the fuck? It's real. (laughs) It's not not an Onion article. Chief Hamster of Creative Development could be a real title at the the company. I mean, why not? (laughs) It's hilarious. Moving on to number nine. The day before, Steam's most wishlisted game shifts to Unreal Engine but gets a delay. This is May 5th. Worth noting that the day before developer is, I believe, Fantastic, who would be affected by the ongoing war in Ukraine-Russia because they're Russian. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they have probably had their... had some difficulties since that that started. Now, this game, day before, uh, we've talked about it a lot. Yeah. Uh, Zombie MMO looks totally awesome. Actually revealed exclusively with IGN, which is rare. Uh, but developer Fantastic has just declared they're switching to Unreal Engine 5 and they're delaying the game to March 1st, 2023. It's good that they announced the delay because they've just been radio silent for a while. And I mean, they have obviously, uh, I'm assuming their operations are getting a little bit interrupted by the fact that their country is at war. Perhaps not uh, not business as usual for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah. I mean, been, been waiting on this game. 
But I wouldn't be able to play it anyways because it's PS5, right? You know, there might even... I suppose that's true, yeah. But there also might be... Is there even... Um, is there economic sanctions preventing Russians from releasing games in the West at the moment? I doubt it. Like, is Sony allowing uh, Russian games on? I heard rumblings Evil Dead just that. came out. That's true, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess there's probably not. I'm happy to announce a delay rather than no information. For sure. I guess that's that. Yep. You know, and it's like me too. I mean, I thought this game was a pipe dream for a long time. And I just, you know, I I, I, got to be honest, I can't wait to see what they do. Yeah, me too. (laughs) So I'm sad that it's so long, but at least they're announcing a delay. Exactly. And not just saying nothing, you know? So that's good. Um, and they're announcing it early enough, right? Yes. <laughs> like not a week before it's Thank supposed you. to be out. Thank like, you. Absolutely. Uh, that's yeah, a huge yeah. thing to me. They're getting in front of it. Yeah. I yeah. like that. I appreciate that. Uh, it's kind of like if you have to, just get in front of it. That's it. Last but not least, number 10, Loot River launch trailer. This is May 4th. This game is currently out. Yeah, unfortunately, it's only on Xbox. This is a Super Josh Good. game. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're going to hate it. Um, but, you know, I'm usually the indie guy. There hasn't been that much indie stuff that has come out lately that I've been that interested in. I've been waiting for There Is No Light for a long time. That's that like sort of stylish, slick combat. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, they that that developer that developer is not handling their messaging well. I got to be honest. Um, like they're not doing themselves any favors. They shit the bed like Amber Heard. Dude, I mean, they had a lot of fucking hype going, right? Mm-hmm. And they completely squandered it by announcing a release date. That release date came and went. No one said a fucking thing. Anyone who was actually interested, like me, was there every day checking checking the PSN, being like, "Where's the game? It's supposed to be like it's was supposed to come out two days ago." Like, what oh, the fuck? fuck that. No. And then finally finding some sketchy ass website, like talking about sort of re like quoting something the developer said about, "Okay, we delayed it, but we're gonna do a free beta." Blah blah blah. You know and. And I can't find an official announcement from the developer anywhere. Hmm. Like, they don't have a Twitter presence. They don't have a Twitter feed I can check. It's just, it's... Is it crowdfunded? I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe they just like, uh, pocketed money possible. and ran. Wouldn't be the first ones. I mean, maybe. But I think what's much more likely is they're unfortunately just really, really, really bad at messaging. I don't know. Yeah. That's pretty unacceptable to me. I mean, they were at Gamescom and stuff, and, like, they had an announced release date, and they shat the bed and didn't say anything. Mm. And I was just like, dude, like, tell me when to be excited for then. Because what happened is I had to just follow them for a while and continue to see nothing, and then eventually just be like, okay, well, I guess this is just kind of dead to me. Yeah, fuck it. You know? I don't know. Absolutely. Anyways, all that to say, there hasn't been that many indies lately I've been excited about. Fair enough. So I thought this one actually looked really cool, Uh, and it's like, it's some sort of, hang on, let me refresh myself. Great it is music. great music. It's well choreographed with it the trailer. Is. It is. <laughs> but it's, it's some sort of game that involves moving platforms at the same time as having like roguelike uh, 2D combat. Mm. And I just think it looks kind of interesting. That's it. Yeah. I, I'd never heard about it and I was like, oh, that's a nice, that's a really nice launch trailer. Hmm. Uh, if it was on PS, I would for sure get it. For sure. I, I'm just really hoping that it makes the jump from Xbox to the PlayStation, which I'm sure it will after a certain period of time. I think so. Yeah. And um, that's kind of all we got for you. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. I don't know. You got any... Uh, Closing comments, Teague? Yeah, fuck this game. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. <laughs> I can see the... Matt, uh, you'll, the you'll, you'll like Loot River. Mm-hmm. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Who else do I know that'll like Loot River? Probably just Matt. Who else do I know? I mean, I must know someone else who likes... Uh, my buddy Fred, I think he listens to the show. He probably would dig on the, the, hmm. yeah, the indie sort of roguelike stuff. Hmm. But um, anyways, I really hope it comes to I hope it comes to PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I actually would love to play it. There is a Metroidvania that came out recently, Soldiers with a U, like mm. Soldiers. 
um, that I did think looked pretty good, but then I checked the reviews and eh. Fuck it's not the name. Soldiers. Was it like a Whatever. black exploitation game or something like? Why would it be a black exploitation? Like game? Soul Train, you know? I don't know. Oh, I had no idea what you're talking about for a second there. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, said. it's just a lame indie game name, dude. I don't think there's any angle. I think they're just being clever, and it's like, whatever. But clever how? Like, how the fuck does that work? Listen, I thought it was dumb, too. But I thought the gameplay looked pretty solid. All right, well, but then when I when, when I read the views, I was like, ah, no, it's just a little generic. Oh. It's no Loop Hero, put it that way. Oh. But um, that game actually was really was really solid. I do remember you yeah. talking about it. It was phenomenal for like a like 10 minute chunk at a time gameplay. Okay. Which is... That's really cool. I mean, so flipping a coin. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, some people want to do something more involved than flipping a coin. All right, so highest card. I don't know, dude. It's like a, you're not appreciating it for what it is. It's like a not shit version of a cell phone game. That's what makes it cool. That's good. There okay. should be quality cell phone games. Okay. No. No, I don't know. <laughs> Personally, I, I don't know. I, I really am not sure. <laughs> well, I anyways. don't think that that. I think there should be is a thing. Uh, that's what I was trying to make when I was trying to make a. A video game. I was trying to make a quality cell phone game. Yeah. Well, Tetris, I guess, would be a quality cell phone game. I meant more like in the sense of translate the experience of like a meaty, fun, like a strategic action game or a Diablo-like game or something. Translate that appropriately to a phone. Oh. In a way that actually works. Yeah, okay. That well. doesn't use on-screen touch controls, that is actually touch-based, hmm. you know, and that isn't shit. Hmm. Like, just because... Why not? Yeah, because, I mean, you know... someone's Someone's got to fill... I mean, it, it's like... I, I I could be mistaken, but from last I checked, which, yes, it was a while ago, it's like no one had still filled that niche in cell phone games. There just wasn't... There, there was almost no good phone games, you know? Yeah, I... I don't know. It's a steaming pile. I haven't played a cell phone <laughs> game. Actually, you know... No, I did play a cell phone game once, and it was a running game, Endless and Runner. it was Zombies. And that you, sounds you cool. had to like tilt your phone to, yeah. to turn and stuff like that, and you were just running, and there were zombies. <laughs> <laughs> You'd pick up stuff, and yeah, it was enjoyable for about thirty seconds. Yeah. And um, yeah, that was my first touchscreen phone. But that's just it. It's like Loop Hero was fast and quick and over fast, mm. but it was actually engaging. Okay. Like it was strategically rewarding and like really fun to play, and mm. like lots of choices to make. I don't know, man. It was pretty cool. Yeah. But uh-huh. uh, anyway, it's like I only played it for like a couple hours, but right. they were a very enjoyable couple hours. Well, that's you know? all that matters. Um, I guess that's all we got for you this uh, this this week, this month. Thank you for listening. Yeah. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll see you next time. Stay classy.